Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Is the Dan Grosser Show. Steve Cohen says he's going to speak tomorrow. What is Steve Cohen going to say? What would you like for him to say? You know what I'd like for him to say, Gordon? I'd like for him to say, I hate the way this team is playing right now. I am so disappointed in the way this team is playing right now. And if things don't turn around at the trade deadline, there's going to be changes. Tomorrow is really the first time that he is going to speak when they're having major adversity. So let's see, is he more of the owner or is he more of the fan? Because I think right now the fans would feel a little bit better if they saw some fire and brimstone from the owner. I need to hear from him to say, I don't, I'm tired of taking this. I'm not taking this anymore. And if it continues, there will be changes. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. But I got to say right now, Gordon, I'm impressed with David Peterson. Pissed out of jams, big strikeout. Yeah. He's pitched well so far. He's yes. Pitched well. Now, if I could offer some uh, constructive criticism. Yes. If the Mets could get a hit, that would be that would be good. Listen, you can't have everything, Gordon. Right? I guess not. I guess can't not. have everything. You, we got you have the pitching. pitching right now. You can't have the hitting. No, no, no. We got to wait for the hitting. We, we got good pitching right now. We're good. We're good. We're, we're, hopefully, that will catch up. We'll see what happens. Liz is in Long Island. Hi, Liz. Hi. How are you? Hello. Doing good, Liz. Yeah, What's happening? Well, you know, this is all making me so mad because I listen to sports radio all day and I'm listening about the Yankees and the Mets and um, everything's so negative. And I feel like this should be, like, I think that the owner of the Mets is going to say tomorrow how unhappy he is. I'm not going to say he's happy. Um, the other day I watched Stan get up to bed and swing the bat like he was in a little league. And everybody boos him, and he's laughing all the way to the bank. I think there should be, in the contract, some negotiation about, like, performance. You know what I mean? Like, not just a blank. Like, bowling. What do they expect from him? Because he knows a guy. And anybody that comes to New York gets, um, you know, everybody's so negative on him, you know? And they, they, they have egos. They're people. Liz, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. Brandon Nimmo hit a home run, Gordon. There's, there's the hit. There you go. That's what I'm saying. You get a hit, sometimes that can help you score runs. <laughs> Look at the fan. The fans are like, oh, thank God. Something. Oh, they're hugging at home. Play. Oh, my God. Thank you, God. Oh, he's going to run. Oh, thank God. He's going to run. We got um, a hit. <laughs> and we killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. yeah that's a run. It one, one Look at that. You can oh. do that? I had no idea. Liz, I'm going to speak for me. Okay? And I think I'll speak for Gordon as well for his Yankee fandom. Liz, we don't want to be negative. Liz, I would love to be positive about this team. Liz, last year, I was pretty positive about my Mets. 101 wins, I was pretty positive. 
even when they were struggling a little bit and they're chasing Atlanta, what did I say, Gordon? Can't worry about Atlanta right now. Just keep right. winning what you can do. Mm-hmm. All right. So it, it's the fr- for me, it's the frustration of understanding that this team should be better. This team can play better, and they're just not. And it's not that it's been an isolated situation. If it was a streak of maybe even two weeks, Gordon, hey, it's baseball. Okay, it happens. Every team goes through losing streaks. But listen, this has been this way really since April. They really have not played well consistently. And then when you watch them, you watch them make base running mistakes and errors and things of that nature. It's it's just it's it's hard to be positive when they're not giving you anything to be positive about. And I think Gordon's the same way with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I have not always been Mr. Negative when it comes to the Yankees. I've not generally been Mr. Negative when it comes to Brian Cashman. But when you've gone through now a full calendar year where the, the team has basically played as a five, slightly above 500 team, you go into with the expectation that this is a team and a franchise that's supposed to be competing for a championship. They continually make moves that you vehemently disagree with those moves turn out to be disasters, and the team, while they're playing better than the Mets, that's not a very high bar. Everybody's playing better than the Mets. Oh, another one. Look at that. They can hit, you can hit two in one inning? Who knew? Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up. Francisco Lindor. All that for $34 million a season. Look at I that. Think- Gordon, I think Liz needs to call back and stay on the phone. Yeah. I, I would prefer if she got a new phone, though. I couldn't really hear what she was saying that well. But I mean, um, two she's home obviously runs. the turnaround, yeah. Two home runs while Liz was on the phone. So that's a good job by you, Liz. And see, Liz, how positive am I right now? Right. <laughs> it's all based on results. Now, look, I will grant Liz and other people, there are certain people who are negative all the time. Yes. But that's like that's life. That's just how some people are. Some people are negative all the time. Mm-hmm. When the Yankees had that amazing run last year to start the season, and we were comparing them to the 98 Yankees, there were people calling, oh, no, it's this, this is wrong, and Gallo's wrong, and this is, a, this is not bump? right. Right, right. The pitching's not right, and Are this is bump? not right. And Cashman screwed this up and all that. T- so there's certain people that are always going to be negative. That's just life. But no! it's generally tied to performance. When the team plays well, we're happy. And when the team doesn't play well, we're not. And the, the longer the team doesn't play well, the worse we are. <laughs> right. And when the team goes in, the Mets are in the worst position. It's one thing to play poorly, but you didn't expect much going in. When you're expecting a team to compete for a championship and the highest payroll in the sport, and they've not just been bad, they've been putrid. What, what are we supposed to say? What are we so? I don't know what we're supposed to talk about. Like the last few years with the Jets and Giants, people would complain, you guys are just too negative. What were we supposed to say? They were two of the worst teams in the sport. Yeah, they were. They were. It was, listen, we didn't want to talk about them. <laughs> I'll tell you right. that. And, and look, the Giants have turned things around. We don't, we don't know that the Jets have turned things around just yet. We, we hope. Yeah. yeah. But let's see. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. Jets are kind of going into the season kind of the way the Mets are going into yeah, the season. Very high expectations. But I hope it, it can't, if it goes like this, oh, my God. Whoo, Lord, it's going to be a rough football season if the Jets play anywhere at the level of the Mets. There's no question about it. No question about it. 
1-800-919-3776. When we return, Gordon, we'll turn our attention away from the Mets because I'm done. I'm worn out. <laughs> turn it away while they're still winning. And, yes, and then please. in your mind, they'll always be winning. That's right. I, re- I remember when. <laughs> I remember when. A couple of other things I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about little hoops. Gordon, I'm a little concerned about this Josh Hart situation. Now, when Ian Begley joined me on Sunday, he talked about, you know, Hart has an option. By the way, Thursday's the deadline. Hart has, with the extension, Hart has an option that he can take the option for this year, right? Come back under the same salary he has, which would help the Knicks and allow them to make some other moves. Or he could go, he could declare, decline it and go, you know, be a free agent. And then you might have to pay 20 mil. Gordon, I love Josh Hart. Twenty million? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll get your thoughts next. It's hard to see in Damer in Fograsso on 98.7 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Question that is bubbling underneath the surface is, what happens with Embiid? If they bring Harden back and they say, all right, let's try it one more time. We've got Nick Nurse in here, Doc's out, change of pace, change of voice, and they still get knocked out in the second round. At what point does Joel Embiid stand up and go, you know what, guys? It's just not going to work here. And I can tell you a team right here, right now, that would love nothing more than to package every asset they got to go and land Joel Embiid in the future. And it's the Nick. Nick Fidel was on Get Up, Gordon, talking about a possibility in a perfect world, not 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 right away, not, not you know, this season, but somewhere down the line that maybe, uh, you know, the Knicks might have a chance to get Embiid. Well, he's a great player. He's the, the reigning MVP, whether or not you think he deserved the award or not. Um, and considering some of the other names that have been floated out as Nick possibilities, that he's like an Iron Man. He's like Cal Ripken Jr. He plays like 65 games. Uh, look, I, he's going to be 29 this upcoming season, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. He's a great player. But I think the only way he can get to the Knicks is if he comes out and says, I want out and I want to go to New York. Because why would Philly be willing to help out the Knicks otherwise? Why would you, why would you trade him to the team that, uh, that's right up the road? You wouldn't. 
You wouldn't. You trade them out west. Yeah, you would definitely. That's that's got to be. So that's why it's. It would be interesting. And here's the other question, Gordon. What do the Knicks have that Philly would want for Joel Embiid? Yeah, I, I don't it's not know. Not Julius Randle. I'm gonna tell you no, that right I wouldn't, now. I wouldn't think so. No, um, not Julius Randle. But if if they bring back Harden, that's four years, two hundred million dollars essentially. Yep. So if Embiid said next year it's not going to work, it's not like the type of situation I wouldn't think where Philly is going to tear, tear it all down and do a hard reset. So draft picks only are are so valuable. I think you'd have to have some talent to be able to give back as well. I, I don't know. Um, it, it seems like a like like a lot of the names that have been floated for the Knicks this offseason, it seems like mm-hmm. a pipe dream. Yeah, that's a pipe dream. And that's not nothing that's right and that's nothing that's on the horizon. I think as we discussed last night, Gordon, when we look back at this, when we look at this team this year, this Knicks team is going to be different because they've tweaked and added some pieces, possibly some guys who can shoot threes. That's what this team needs. So that's what they need in the short term. Maybe something big will happen. You know, the trade deadline in the NBA or somebody will shake loose or somebody will say something or whatever. But I agree with Alan Hahn. I don't see them doing a lot. I just see them maybe getting a Seth Curry or maybe getting another three-point sharpshooter that will help them because that's what they desperately need. I don't get the sense that this team is ready to make more than the subtle adjustments because of the success they've had. And you could argue, why would you change when you're on the right track? You're heading towards somewhere. Now, after the season, based on what happens, and you make a decision on what you're doing with Tibbs, are you going to extend him so he, when he goes into the fifth year, it's not going in as a lame duck coach? Or are you going to make a change? I think whatever they do with the head coach will determine what they will do with personnel. The the Josh Hart thing is interesting to me because extending the deadline, is that a sign that they're doing that because they have a move for that, um, for, for that, uh, what is it? The, the mid-level exception mm-hmm. that they can use that. But if they sign Hart first, they put, they'll likely put them over the luxury tax, which means that they wouldn't have that mid-level exception. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see because a lot of the, the people that would be targets at that level, Seth Curry, maybe a Bruce Brown, DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. uh, they've been floated as possibilities for the Knicks. And that would, that would fit, um, some of the, the needs that they would have in terms of, of outside shooting. So maybe that, maybe that's the tweak. It's, it's interesting to me because I was listening to, I can't remember where I was listening. It was something on ESPN about um, the fact that they've extended this deadline. Is that, is it a possibility that the Knicks will take care of Hart even more so more than 17 or 18? It could be up mm-hmm. to $20 million. And you think it is, I know it's all silly money, and the the luxury tax just keeps going up and up and up. Yeah. And the salary cap keeps going up and up and up. But $20 million? I mean, Josh Hart, I really respect the player. He came in and he, he filled a lot of gaps that the Knicks needed. And he's kind of that Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. $20 million Swiss Army knife? That is not, that's not a bargain, Larry. It's a lot of money. That's a, lot, a lot of, of money. money. Now, the question, you know me. I love players getting their money. Of course. It's the years. How many years is this $20 million? Is it four years, Gordon? Is it three with an option? 
what is it? Because for me, um, you know, I, it's the years. I don't want to get stuck with a five-year, you know, and then I got to wait till the fourth year for an expiring contract. And, you know what I'm saying, all this other stuff. So he he brought so much to the table when he came Absolutely. Here. And the team, he, what he brought to the bench was amazing. And he's a difference maker on this team. There's no question about it. The team is better with him on it. But when I think twenty million, I'm thinking a little. I'm thinking of a player that's going to give me a little bit more. Does that make sense? Right. I'm, I'm thinking of yeah, a guy that's a little higher. He does a lot. He does everything does well, but nothing exceptional. Yeah. Now, and for he, twenty million dollars, you'd like to think you're getting some something exceptional. Now, granted, I understand that there's there's a world where. Kyrie Irving may be making $50 million. <laughs> right, right. Well, so I, I right. understand that. Yeah. I, I get it. No, I get, I get it. it. Yeah, sure. You know, and once again, good luck. Hope it's one year because <laughs> I, I wouldn't go multi. But I, I just – I need something more from, from him for that money. And then, Gordon, here's my other thing. I, I, I'm assuming Toppin won't be here, okay, but he's due an extension. Isn't IQ due an extension? What am I paying him? Yeah. He was he was arguably in the running for sixth man of the year. The mm-hmm. only reason he didn't get it was because when he started, he was he was better as a starter. Now, forget about the postseason. Postseason wasn't good. We all acknowledge that. But for the regular season, this kid has continued to improve just about every year. What am I paying him? Yeah, and let's say we can sign everybody for what we want to sign them for. That's just that's just the same. Yeah. That's not that that's not we we agree that what we got right now is not good enough. We got to improve somewhere. It doesn't leave a lot of avenues to improve. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Back to the phones we go. John is in Decatur, Illinois. John, you're next on 98.7. Hello. Hey, John. What's going on? Hey, what about Derrick Rose? You guys going to re-sign him? Who's going to get it? Uh, Derrick Rose, no. from what I'm hearing, John, and thanks for the call, Derrick Rose is not going to be a Nick. If anything, I'm I'm seeing in some places, you know, that he might be headed back to Chicago. Yeah, that would be nice. You know, end it where he started. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because there's some talk that DeMar DeRozan may be leaving, which I would be, if I'm Chicago, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I think I need to keep DeMar DeRozan because uh, he was a guy that, that's really big for them. But, uh, yeah, I, Derek Rose is not coming back to the Knicks. Um, as a matter of fact, Ian Begley said he was done on Sunday. So, I don't expect him back. I, he's going to, you know, it would be nice to finish off in Chicago for him. Yeah, absolutely. So back where it started, you know? Mm-hmm. And he had like a $15 million option, so there was no way the Knicks were. No. They're picking that up. That. Nope. Uh, Tommy's in Long Island. What's up, Tommy? How you doing, my friends? I want to ask about the Jets. Why are they forced to do hard knocks when they don't want to do it? I don't understand. How can they be forced? Tommy, it goes like this, and thanks for the phone call. The NFL runs things. Right. <laughs> the NFL, they are officially, they meet the criteria, one of four teams that meet the criteria of having not been in the postseason for a decade and having not done hard knocks for a decade. So it's them, it's uh, Washington, uh, Cleveland, and New Orleans, Saints, I believe. Saints, yeah. 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 So those are the four teams. So – 
you know, they have and nobody wants team. to do it. Nobody wants to do <laughs> right. it. Right. The, the NFL is, is, is looking for a, a show of hands. Nobody has raised their hands. So there's four teams that can do it. And out of those four teams, clearly the most interesting of those four are the Jets. Yes. They even asked Detroit who did it last year. And Detroit said, no, thanks. We're no, good. We, we did it once. That's enough. Which is what the Jets are saying. We did it once. That's enough. It's weird to me that fans don't want the Jets to do it. It's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Like when it's good. your team. Now I will grant you when it's not my team, it's not as interesting. Mm-hmm. But when it's my when it's your team, it's a very interesting look into your team. They tell wonderful stories. They do a great job with it, and it's just during training camp. Yeah, it's not. It's not during the season. It's not a season long thing that it's going to be intrusive or turn guys off. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's not, not like the, it's not like those college ones, right? That they take you right. through the beginning of the pre, preseason and regular season and locker room and, and all the other stuff. And the and the team has got to get used to. And, and this is not the players themselves. I think it's more the organization that doesn't want to do it. Your guys are going to be in the spotlight all year. Yep. For 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 better or worse. Yeah. That's what happens when you bring in Aaron Rodgers. You're going to be the focus of attention at least to start the year. So. Uh, this would be a good way to, to start to get used to it. But you know what's funny? Even if Aaron Rodgers wasn't here, I think they would do it even with Zach Wilson here because of, of, of his season last year. Yeah, I don't know. At that point, I think it evens up the field a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, I, like every team is going to have interesting storylines. To me, it's the fact that the Jets got Aaron Rodgers and they haven't been in the playoffs in a 1,000 years. Yeah. And now they, they've got the big star and – there are high expectations. They have all mm-hmm. these 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 primetime games. I, yep. I don't think the Saints have that many primetime games. I know the Bears don't have that many primetime games. So you're primetime. This is this is a good thing. Yeah. And they can't do Washington. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, what's it, what's behind this door over here? No, no, no. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. I'm going to clean some stuff up for the even for HBO or wherever they air the show. I don't know where they are anymore. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, man. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. I want to ask about the Jets. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Brendan Nimmo, baby. Oh, Told you not to move him out of that leadoff spot. Gordon, they've got me set up, right? This is what I... What did I say to you before the... When we started the show, before the game started? Yes. Baseball's weird. This is the time. This is where it starts, Larry. Mm Mm-hmm. They got me set up. Bullpen comes in. You know what happens. Do you do you have all your, your good guys today or are you saving them for tomorrow? We're saving them for tomorrow. Come on. <laughs> right, right. What we don't we have tonight. We have no idea how tomorrow's <laughs> gonna go. So let's let's keep all the A plus guys for there. Well, Peterson's only at eighty eight pitches. Yeah. He might come he back got, out. He's got a little he's got a little wiggle room, right? I would say he's on the pitch by pitch situation right now. All right. That's what I would say. I would say. And we you know we got uh, you know, we got Robertson, we got Adovino. Right. We're good to go. The A-Team. That's right. Do we have the A-Team theme song? It's around one somewhere. Of the, one of the great theme songs of all time, the A-Team. Come on. That's right. That's, that's the guys that uh, Buck is going to be turning to tonight, hopefully. Did it make it into the finals of our uh... – Didn't make it into the finals. It was gone, actually, I think, rather early. But this is – come on, this is classic. This is – Absolutely. We don't make theme songs like oh. that anymore. Come on. You know what you're getting on that TV show. That's it. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Serious business. That's absolutely it. This is an action show. This isn't a comedy. This isn't a <laughs> drama. This is action. This is business is happening on this yes, show. Yes, absolutely. one 800 Hi, Tommy in Connecticut. You're next on 98.7. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Hey, Tommy. Hey, just wanted to talk about uh, so I, you remember uh, the beginning of the weekend um, Boone had the conversation with Donaldson where you're like, wow, we didn't know what was going on, if he was going to play. So now he's in. So what, what do you think about the Yankee lineup right now? You know, where we got Donaldson's back in, Glaber's not playing. Uh, we got DJ at second. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think is going on? I think it stinks. <laughs> I think it's a terrible lineup. I, I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> it's terrible. It's great that they're getting the production out of uh, out of Jake Bowers and and Billy McKinney. I don't know how long oh that God. can Billy, last. Billy, Billy McKinney for MVP, right? Yeah, now, right? I mean, it's great. I mean, the Yankees have uh, three guys in the starting lineup who are not even hitting two hundred. I mean, it's wow. a ter- it's a bad lineup. We knew that this nice was Tommy. a bad lineup coming into the season. That Judge is the one that covers up for a lot of the ills because of his greatness. We saw that already when he left the first time that the lineup was bad. He came back, hit a home run basically every other day. The Yankees started winning games. I was like, hey, look how good this lineup is. Yeah, because Judge is literally the most valuable player in the sport. And now that he's not going to be back anytime soon, 
the good news is, is they're playing a bunch of bad teams. It doesn't matter how bad the lineup is. They should be able to beat the Oakland A's. So let's hope that that's the case tonight. And let's hope that eventually you'd have to think that Rizzo and Stanton, uh, just of the guys that are playing tonight, are eventually going to show you something. Bader's mm-hmm. been okay. But outside of that, like, is anyone still expecting a DJ LeMayhew turnaround? Is anyone expecting Josh Donaldson to turn? I don't. I know, no. I know the answer to that. No one's no. expecting that. No. I don't even think the Yankees really expect that. He doesn't um, expect it. No, I, I can't see how you could. Um, does anybody expect that Jose Trevino is all of a sudden starting to get big hits like he did a, a year ago? I mean, that's that's another position that we don't really talk about. The Yankee catching is horrendous offensively. It's as yeah. bad as it's ever been. Now they look at it as simply a defensive position, but you. If you talk about the glory days of the Yankees, mm-hmm. one of the big reasons was they got offense out of positions that most teams didn't get offense from. They had Bernie Williams with a high on base percentage and a good slugging percentage in center field. And they had Jorge Posada, who was putting up big offensive seasons, even late into his career. He had like an OPS plus of 125, 130 every single year. Now, he wasn't Johnny Bench behind the plate, but you know what? Obviously, you didn't need Johnny Bench behind the plate, so... Now, the Yankee lineup is bad. I don't know whether, what other way to, to put it, Larry. So, because I constantly hear the averages don't mean anything. Uh, but I guess 200 does mean something. <laughs> well, well it's, it's fine if you're hitting 200, but you're slugging 500, right? If, you're, yeah. if you have a high on base and a high slugging percentage, but the average is indicative of they have bad hitters. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. the other stats stink, too. <laughs> That's the problem. In other words, no production. No, no production. I mean, no look production. at it. To, I don't know if this is the actual lineup. I think this is the, the actual lineup for tonight. LeMayhew leading off. He's, mm-hmm. he's hitting 230. I don't know what his on-base percentage is, but it's not high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bader's hitting second. Rizzo's third. Stanton's fourth. Jake Bowers is hitting uh, fifth. Donaldson is – Josh Donaldson's hitting sixth. How demoralizing is that for anybody who's hitting behind him? <laughs> I mean, you're hitting seventh behind Josh Donaldson. Billy McKinney's hitting seventh, Volpe eighth, and Trevino ninth. He should be hitting ninth. Oh, it's like I, I says he has to play. May, maybe this is not the case, but it certainly feels like the Yankees are having to deal with his ego, mm. and and they're simply trying to boost his ego to boost his production. But it, they, it makes them look terrible. It makes them look like idiots that they're still batting this guy this high up in the the other week. Last yeah. week they had him hitting third or fourth. I know. It's like crazy. what? Whoa, yeah. what's the analytics behind that? Show me the an- – explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old because that makes no sense. If, that, if that's what the analytics show you, rerun it. Run it again because it doesn't make any sense. It I makes no sense. Department. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what – that was like when I did algebra. Uh, my algebra was g- generally wrong. So if that's, mm-hmm. what the, if that's what the numbers are telling you, run it again because it's wrong. Yeah, unbelievable. Jose's in Brooklyn. Hey, Jose, you're next on 98.7. Good afternoon, Larry Legend, and good afternoon, GDN. I know you set that up perfectly for me because, oh, man. <laughs> um, shout out to the company. I wanted to talk about the Yankees because, you know, I, I was, you know, definitely listening to the show before this one. And, you know, they love teeing off on Yankee fans with expectations because, God forbid, you know, you know, uh, we, we, we come from uh, championship tradition. And, you know, just.
just to throw that out there, and I don't mean to beat up on you, Larry, but since you and the famous Don Juan LaGreca do share favorite teams with the Giants and Mets, I don't like, like I, as a person that's a long suffering Jet fan, to hear a person that shared that, that has a team like the Giants who won four world championships prior to the Super Bowl era and then has won four Super Bowls after and has kind of have like this built in excellence of expectations and you guys were going crazy for not making the playoffs in the decade. To to go out there and try to tell Yankee fans how to feel, I just feel like it's just so lowbrow stuff. Like, come on, guys. You know better. This is the expectation. This is what they've been doing since the 1920s. And you have to, you know, expect that. I don't, I, I, like, I, 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 God forbid, you know, if L.A. fans and, and L.A. radio stations, you know, start telling them how to feel about if they're not, you know, producing a winner. <laughs> but um, you're totally right, Gordon. Like, 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 I, I really think, and I hope because I did hear that they that possibly the reason that they may you know, be putting Donaldson out there was to pretty much protect him from the home crowd and, you know, have him, you know, start all these games in in, 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 the, in this stretch. But I hope he does turn it around because I just don't see this. I don't know what people are seeing. Uh, like, the, the it, it makes analytics look bad when they try to defend it. Boone looks even worse when he tries to say that, you know, he's had good at-bats. Remember that one? <laughs> like, I, what what are we gonna do? What, what are we gonna do when he just goes like over twenty eight and j- it's just horrible? Like, like, can we get, like when is he gonna finally be DFA? Like, I don't want to hear that he's a good clubhouse guy because like going out there and losing this bad is horrible. Yeah, I, I, look, the Yankees are very stubborn. Uh, I don't know what other way. Uh, look how long it took for them to admit that uh, it was not going to work with Aaron Hicks. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's the same kind of situation. Now, maybe if they get to a spot in the season where they're they're um, it's coming down to the wire and they're battling for a playoff spot, I could see them start to shy away from using Donaldson. But it's not like they got any other great options. Lemayhew is better. But you have to worry about the injury history there and him wearing down. Who? What are the other options at, at third base? IKF calling up Peraza, an, un, an unknown player? I, I don't know. Uh, so I think he is going to get some run. It doesn't make any sense because I think you know what the answer is when it comes to Josh Donaldson at this point. But the Yankees are very stubborn. And um, if it doesn't work, they'll figure out a way to blame it on something else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's it's real – it's real tough. It's it's a tough watch right now because as a Yankee fan, you are not used to the lineup that you've seen the past couple seasons. No. Oh, this, this is, is not, this is this is this is terrible. foreign to Yankee fans. Yes. It just is. It is. I mean I mean you look at the I mean, just going back to some of the teams that I covered years ago, Gordon, with you know, uh, just it was it's like he almost had the future Hall of Fame at every I mean, think about these lines he had a Rod and Sheffield and Jeter. Oh, and, I, I mean Matsui and it's unbelievable. Uh, and 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 you Bernie know, was Posada, still there yeah. and Giambi and Gia- all these yeah. guys. No, I know Tino. I, know. I mean, yeah. I mean Sheffield is like kind of forgotten now. Yeah, because he wasn't there that long, and it's not the first team that you associate with um, with, with Gary Sheffield's career. 
But in the three years he was with the Yankees, he put up OPS pluses of 141, 137, and 107. And the 107 was when he was 37 years old and he was hurt that year. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, he was was slugging 500. He was getting on base, you know, 38% of the time, basically. So no, he was he was um, he was a he was a killer. Uh, the Yankees had killers in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, now now they kill you. <laughs> They're not killers. <laughs> they kill you. But you know, Posada is a perfect example. Like Posada, like he's part of those teams, but I don't know necessarily that people really appreciate the, the production they got out of the catcher spot. Even when he was thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, mm-hmm. that's way be- way better than anything they've had any time recently. I mean, combined. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, just, I, I remember Gary Sheffield hinting. I think it might have been his last year, Gordon. Mm-hmm. I remember Gary Sheffield hinting that, you know, everybody's talking about steroids with hitters. You all need to look at some of these pitchers. Right. It would it would defy logic that only the hitters got mm-hmm. them. You all need to look at some of these pitchers. Uh, Gary hit another line screaming drive. <laughs> <laughs> Thing oh, hit, hit you and leave a hard. two foot hole coming out. Oh, did he hit the ball hard? Oh, I would some, love to see exit velo lasers. on him. Yeah, I'd love lasers. to see his exit velo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he on put up some ball. numbers. He would definitely. Oh, unbelievable! Hard to see you, Damien Fagrasa. We'll come back and take more of your calls next on ninety-eight seven ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Mets are playing a very good game. Base running good, mm-hmm. pitching good, hitting yep. good. It's one of the few some runs. It's one of the few games they have put everything together. Now it's early. It's early, but you know, give them credit. They've done a nice job so far. Well, I mean, there is something to be said for the fact that they can't play this horribly the whole time. Right. They, they might not be great. They might not get back to where they need to be to make the playoffs, but they should not be losing. What is it? 16 to 21. Yeah. Something like that. 
Yeah. They've never recovered from that Rick and Dave nope. tailgate. That, that was, <laughs> I don't know if it was the company showing up. Maybe that was part of it. I'm not sure. But they've never recovered. It's, it's been tough. You know, that was the last. That was the last day. And they weren't playing great before that. They but weren't that was playing the, great. That was the sweep. They finished off the sweep there. And then, boop, they got, the, the, then the, the downward slide began. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Back to the phones we go. Eddie's in Brooklyn. What's up, Eddie? Hey, how you guys doing? Listen, why is it, why Yankees fans like be acting like it's the end of the world? It's it's still a half. The, the Yankees are playing five hundred, right? At least five hundred more. So if the Yankee fan feels that bad. I, I imagine how Matt fans should feel then, right? But it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Everybody just needs to calm down and wait for you know a couple months and see what's going to happen. It's a long season. For Eddie, example, that, that's the not Dodgers. The way remember, remember works, all them dominating. Well, listen, listen. Remember all them dominating the Dodgers had through the regular season all them years. They only won one World Series out of all them teams that they had. That was like killing everybody during the regular season. Yeah, but, but the problem with that, Eddie, is Thanks, that Eddie. the Yankees and Brian Cashman they will tell you that the the playoffs are a crapshoot. You can't control what happens in the playoffs. Okay, well then you should be building teams that we, you should have teams that dominate during the regular season. The Yankees don't even do that. They don't win the division every single. You can say what you want about the Dodgers, but them saying that the playoffs are a crapshoot carries more weight because they do win the division every single year. Mm. They win the they win the NL West every single year basically. So um, the Yankees don't win the AL East every single year, and and it's not. This is not like are people new to fandom. Like that's not the way. Well, we'll just we'll just sit back and we'll see where things are at the end of the at the season. If they make the playoffs, that's good. And if they don't make this the playoffs, well, that's okay too. They tried really hard. That's not the way it works. The Yankees over the last 162 games are slightly better than a 500 team. And this is a team that has had a window of opportunity to win a World Series since 2017. They've been trying to get over that hump. They have not been able to get over that hump. And I know for me, part of the reason of the frustration is it feels like that window is closing or closed. Mm. And now you realize all these decisions that they've made here the last five or six years that they told you were going to be the thing that got them over the hump didn't. And there's going to be, if that turns out to be the case, fans are going to be ticked off, and rightfully so. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, Gordon, don't forget that a uh, judge <laughs> destroys his toe the year that the Astros are having a down year. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, they are having a down year, but you'd have to think that if anybody's going to get the benefit of the doubt, it's the Astros. So they, they're allowed to have a down yeah. regular season because they will be there in the end, and they'll probably be the toughest out in either league. Well, well I mean, it, it, this was, I think you're talking about the window closing. I, I mean, it might be open ajar just a bit, but. This this might be it here. Yeah, it's but, it's know, closing. Whether or not it's closed negative. is still up for debate. Yeah, you know, you guys are being very negative. I mean, you're not like an episode of the A Team where the guys shot off artillery for 45 minutes and nobody got hit. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I'll raise you. I'll raise you some negativity. How about that? And I'll give you a positive note at that. I'll raise you some negativity. When you guys were talking yesterday about Salah's tenuous job situation and how Joe Douglas gets no criticism, Gordon, we spoke about this a thousand times. times. I mean, people forget that Adam Gates brought him in here. That's guilt by association. One strike against you. But then also, 
He had nothing to do with that 2 or 14. None of the free agent signings, Bashar Perriman, <laughs> who got injured. Nothing. Soon as the doctor slapped him on the butt when he was born. He ain't had nothing to do with none of that. But check out Joe Douglas's record. He's been here four years, right? This is fifth year. They won seven games, two games, four games, and seven games with an extra game added in the season. So, you know, like him, Daryl Morey, these guys are beyond reproach. No matter what the season outcome is, it's absolutely ridiculous. And people talk about how he drafted Zach Wilson, he whiffed on Zach Wilson. Go back and look at the 2019 draft. The team doesn't have a starter from there. From not from any of those rounds, none of them. Beckton included. Nobody is starting the team. But hey, it's all good. Joe Douglas is killing it. You understand what I'm saying? You see that picture of him with the crown on Twitter? He is absolutely killing it. Just let me know when the Jets get to the playoffs. But um, I got something positive for you. I got something. Oh my very God, positive this is almost as unpredictable guys. as a Vogelback home run. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. And this is near and dear to my heart. I know you saw Canelo sign that three-fight deal. Mm-hmm. And you know the first fight he got? Jamal Charlo. Here we go, baby. Listen, this is you can talk about tainted meat and all these other different things. Whatever. Listen, one thing I know about Canelo Alvarez, every 10 months I'm getting a fight. He's mm-hmm. fighting whoever's available. He doesn't duck anybody. There's no, uh, I can't fight because my promoter doesn't talk to this guy's promoter and all this other nonsense. And I'm very excited. September, that's my birthday month. And he's going to fight Charlo at 168 for that super middleweight crown. I mean, we'll see if Charlo can bring that speed and power up, you know, one level up. But it's a credit to these guys. And it's a discredit to Bud Crawford and Errol Spence. These guys... Mm -hmm are never going to fight each other until they have to. And that's a damn shame. But we got the fight we were looking for, baby. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Gordon, when the last time you heard Buddha that happened? I don't know. It's, it's been a while. Vogelback's <laughs> hitting home runs. Buddha's excited. It's a, it's a weird night. It's a great night. It's a great night to be a fan. <laughs> it's a great night to be and, a fan. It, you know, friend. he brings up a point about Joe Douglas, right? You would think that Joe Douglas is this draft mastermind. Oh mm-hmm. my God. He took Gardner and Wilson in the top four. He had two top 10 picks in the mm-hmm. first round. Yeah. The the first year, oh. he's right. That, 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 that draft was terror. That was Becton, Denzel mm-hmm. Mims, mm-hmm. Ashton Davis. I mean, yeah. it, it was not a great draft. And then the year after that, he followed up. Vera Tucker looks like a real player. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he also took Zach Wilson and all the credit he got for Elijah Moore, who's now out of town. Yeah. So it's really that one draft. It's Sauce Gardner. It's it's uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall running back in the second round. Okay, great. It's it, it's a great draft. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it does, it does feel like Joe Douglas is kind of bulletproof when it comes to the problems of the New York Jets, and he's been here the longest now. He has. He has. And, you know, if this doesn't work out, oh yeah, that 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 tenure will be ending quickly. Yeah, Salah will be taking him along with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he'll be taking him along with him. But hopefully, hopefully, because the Jets are due, Gordon. Hopefully, things will work out. Maybe they. Hopefully, they will live up to your high standards, your prediction. Fifteen and two, the algorithm has them going this year. Fifteen, right. 15 and, and two. two. Originally sixteen and one, now fifteen and two. Big season for the New York Jets. Number one seed in the AFC, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Now, we've not run the algorithm on the playoffs. There's too many, there's too many factors to still be determined there. Okay, makes sense.
We'll come back and talk to you on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>